Hey folks, Dr. Brian King here, and uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and this is another episode of On the Road with Dr. Brian, and today is kind of an interesting podcast. I would say I, I really don't know what we're going to talk about, to be perfectly frank. Uh, I uh, had some time before my next tour, and so I put the word out in the Dallas uh, comedy community, trying to reach out to other creative people in, uh, in the Dallas metro area uh, to see if anybody wanted to record a podcast before my upcoming tour in a couple of weeks. I got a couple of responses in, and I got one response from a friend of mine. She's not really a comedian, although she's always been comedy adjacent, I would say. I would like to introduce here in Dallas my friend, Sabrina Luna. How are you, Sabrina? Good. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm here, I'm there, I'm so everywhere. So we met uh, a, a couple years ago. Uh, it was uh, during the pandemic. I, I remember, I don't remember the exact meeting, but I do remember uh, roughly the era, you know, the time, yes. at a comedy open mic here in Dallas. Now, yeah. uh, for people that aren't familiar, uh, during the pandemic, uh, obviously comedy shows were, were closed, but uh, Texas, in particular in Dallas, was the first place to reopen offering comedy. I uh, was new in town and, and I went to one of these open mics and and I would see you there. You know, you were all you would be at the bar, you'd be watching the show. Yeah. And uh and I always thought you were just like a like a comedy fan, you know? Uh, is I that am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You are. You're a Wu Tang fan. I'm, That's a, I'm a fan of a lot of things. So is that what what it was? You were just kinda of hanging around the open mics or seeing yeah. comedy? Well, so uh George had posted about a show in Garland. Um I went and the rest is kind of history. Like I just went to see the laughs and to check everything out. And then um, as I hung around you guys, I kind of caught the bug, mm -hmm. right? And then got up and tried it myself. That's, uh, I always think that uh, comedy is, actually it's funny you should wear uh, the Wu-Tang shirt because I always make this comparison with rap fans and comedy fans, right? Really? Yeah, so uh, comedy fans, in my opinion, are all people who uh, would like to be comedians, right? And they think they can do comedy. It's not, right. that, it's not that difficult. You just get on stage, tell a couple jokes, you know? Same thing with rap fans. Like, I was a big rap fan growing up, and secretly I just wanted to be a rapper. And I'm glad that you chose comedy. I think I this am is too. better with You are a comedy fan. Let me say this, during the pandemic, I know that was a struggle. Uh, there was uh, a lack of things to do, and uh, and I I don't normally hit the open mic so aggressively, but given that there was literally no alternatives, nothing to right. do in person, that I found myself wanting to go to all of them every week, you know. And right. Is that how you kind of felt? Is well, that that's how I found comedy in my life. I literally had nothing in my life, and I was just like, I need to make this funny and entertaining for myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's exactly how I found the open mics. I was like, hey, that pop spot is open. Let yeah. me go check it out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, honestly, I, it, it, I think everybody was just so struggling for something to do. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of those of us. I'm kind of craving some connection yeah. outside of my kids. Yeah, I, I mean, to be real. obviously there were a lot, plenty of people who chose not to join us at those open mics, you know, right. and, uh, you know, lots of people had, had, maybe they had their other issues or maybe they had other activities keeping them busy, maybe. but, uh, you know, that I did comedy. quite a few people along with me, though. Did you? Yeah. yeah. They didn't seem to have my affinity for comedy, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I just kept coming back, y'all couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> how long after you started going to those open mics did you get on stage? I mean, how, how long did it take? for you to get on stage? Oh, it was uh, probably about 10 months, 9, 10 months. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, because I've watched stand-up my whole life. I love stand-up comedy. I love comedy in general. So anytime that I go to pick a movie, it's always comedy. And, yeah. you know, anything that can be funny and make me laugh. And so, um, especially during the pandemic when everything was so somber, I needed a laugh. And so that's when I found it. But about nine, ten months, I got on stage. I remember the very first time. He was actually at Zach's open uh-huh. mic. Uh, shout out to Zach Our friend Brown. Zach Brown, who recently died, actually, unfortunately. But, uh, right. Yeah. Um, actually, he was the very first one who did uh, ran an open mic in Fort Worth mm-hmm. at some little hole in the wall bar. Um, and I did a whole... I think 30 seconds. <laughs> I told like two jokes. I got laughs though. And I was like, they thought it was funny. That's awesome. And so yeah, then I got back up and kept going. And <laughs> a typical open mic set would be three minutes or five yes. minutes. It's funny. But I could see getting up and making people laugh quickly and say, okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> exiting like on it. a high note. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. Were, uh, so were you were you nervous? Were you real nervous? Absolutely. What made I don't so think nervous? anybody could barely hear me. This is what Zach told me at the uh-huh. after. He's like, I don't think the people heard you in the back. He's like, but you made these guys laugh. Get back on the stage and do it again, just <laughs> yes. louder. You know? Yeah. And uh, how did that feel though, doing this comedy that first time? Mm. Usually the bug hits like right at that moment. Like it takes a little bit to push you on stage, but right. then once you do it, it you know it's that's like gonna make or break. Off a cliff, yeah, right? you need somebody to push you off the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they can and once you do it, you know that that's gonna determine whether or not you're gonna devote your life to it. Right. <laughs> so. So like I found all other out, outlets now for my comedy instead of um, stand up. Mm-hmm. So um, in my motivational speaking and other endeavors that I have going on, I just I incorporate a lot of my jokes and just my personality so, mm-hmm. so you don't need the stage right. as much you know, I yeah well i need a stage yeah. you <laughs> so need like, a, like a platform you need a platform <laughs> right. uh, but right. not necessarily a comedy stage right. right absolutely but you did that open mic and then you started doing shows all around the dallas fort worth metro area right so i did a few shows right <laughs> hey i don't know i was realistic. i don't know what was going on with my, me at the moment but i think i was either on tour or i left dallas yeah so. you guys are traveling a lot yeah. um but yes so I did a, uh, I missed your whole comedy career. <laughs> that's I, I missed I mean, it. If you, if you sneeze, you miss it. Um, <laughs> I, that's that's what I get for going on tour. Right. <laughs> Fuck you for having a life. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Anastasia uh, the Bold was the first one to give me my shot on um, at Alexander's restaurant, and uh, I did really really well. Um, and then Flor Hernandez reached out, and he booked me on a show in Fort Worth uh, at Hyenas in the Red Room. And then um, that went pretty good, so he booked me in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So um, then my career was kind of over. <laughs> you made it. You went as far as you wanted to go. You yes. know, some people are like, you know, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna do Broadway, and you're just like, you know, if I could just cover Dallas and Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, maybe if you if you have the time, throw in Denton and Arlington. Uh, yeah. you know, but that's. I actually did do an, a mic in Denton. So. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> then you got the uh, trifecta of the Dallas metro area. Stand-up comedy wasn't for you, but uh, you did. Uh, yeah, enjoy it and uh, I th- are you still going to a lot of shows? Is it I still a part like, of your life? Oh yeah, I mean I don't know that comedy will never ever be out of my life. Um, I love to watch and especially all the people that I've met in the scene. Um, I love to support everybody. Every If you're a comic you're, mm-hmm. you're really like either passionate and you're like in it or you're gonna be like me where it's like five seconds of you know whatever you're trying yeah. to do. Um, but the passion for comedy where my passion comes in is I like to see people walk out their passions. So I love to see everybody doing their thing, trying to make 
new jokes, try to progress, try to get mm. better. Um, and I'm not saying that I would never step on stage again because that was, it's a whole unique experience. <laughs> it is. And I really do want to try yeah. it again. But I love to just see everybody and I love the good vibes that mm -hmm. the laughter brings, you know, because in that moment, everything else kind of falls away. I, I kind of have a similar approach, although I still perform stand-up comedy a lot. But I always say if you really want to get paid uh, at telling jokes, you have to figure out another place to share those jokes, you know? Right. And so, uh, unless you're, you know, unless you're just going to be a true stand-up and you've got that kind of talent and you've got that kind of lucky circumstances, it takes more than just talent. Right. But uh, if you think about all of our famous comedians, right, they didn't get famous uh, primarily by doing comedy. They got famous by the TV show they booked, thanks to comedy. Or they got by the movie they booked, exactly. thanks to comedy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, so I, I, I do seminars, I do speaking tours, and I, I, and I write books, and that, that has been sort of my parlay of, of stand-up comedy into uh, into a more you know lucrative uh, right. you know living and you are about to embark on something uh, similar right yes yes so I'm gonna do um, it's called speak your truth uh, with miss Jolie um, we're gonna be going to well I'm going with her to Minneapolis Houston and Oklahoma City mm -hmm. so um, I have a speech that I prepared um, called still standing um, just talking about kind of my journey in life and overcoming um, and how um, adversity has played such a big part of who I am and just overcoming has um, been built into um, all of my success. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But it's going to be funny, right? Like it's called standing up. Yeah. <laughs> well, still standing. Or still standing. Um, <laughs> I think you call it standing up. <laughs> so, stand up? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was yeah, originally going to call it stand up. Yeah, Wu Tang um, so, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not Wakanda forever? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, no, but yeah, so I mean, comedy is always going to play a part in it just because I think that's naturally my personality. And a lot of the activations that I have planned um, for the the speaking engagement um, will have an element of comedy in them mm -hmm. um, because I think that you can be, uh, when you let your guard down, as you do with comedy, you have to be a little bit vulnerable to get up there and stand up and make a fool of yourself sometimes or be up there for 30 seconds and not know what to say and nobody can hear you but they're laughing at you. Yeah. Um, you have to be vulnerable and that's when you get real and that's when your guard comes down a little bit. And that's when you can really start to do some work, you know. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So you're gonna be—it's uh, like a, like a one-woman show, kind of. Or no, uh... no. So it's a number of speakers. It's an all-day seminar. Oh it's wow. Actually two days. How long um, is yours? City. Um, mine will be about 20, 30 minutes. And who are the? Uh, what's what's the nature of the audience? So it's gonna be pretty intimate. It's literally, it's I think no more than sixty people, um, and uh, it's mostly gonna be women um, in each city. Mm -hmm. So it's all just about motivating, um, it's entrepreneurial mm -hmm. focused. Women like to hate on women. Yeah. So sometimes it, uh, it can be intimidating to stand up in a, in a group of women and share some things that maybe make you vulnerable. Hmm. I, think, I don't know what to say for men. <laughs> I, I, I would be intimidated standing up in front of an audience full of women. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I'm totally going to say the wrong well, thing. I will say, when I spoke in um, the Michael unit, mm -hmm. the prison, in mm -hmm. front of all men, that went fairly well. I got tell me about that. Tell me about, the, tell me about that experience. Now, this is related to the speaking tour, right? Like, um, no. It's sort of like a, no? No. But, it, but it's like, it, it's sort of like some experience that's helping you to form your So, uh, this was years ago. 
So I spoke, I, we, we have, we were on a ministry, uh, mission. Mm -hmm. Um, and we went to the Michael unit, which you might've seen on Netflix cause it was on a show where they highlighted like all these What was the show? Uh, I think it was like murder or something. <laughs> <laughs> something about murder. Um, but just really bad crimes, right? Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. The, the Michael unit is, um, where you're kind of, it's the higher level criminals. Is that here um, in Texas? Yeah. yeah. What, what city? So. Uh, it's East Texas. I don't know what city. Oh. Uh, it's this very small kind of outside of everything. See, you know, I'm not real. I'm not real well versed in the prisons of Texas. What's wrong with you? I, I know, right? Uh, I have a good friend as an ex-prisoner. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Most of my friends. Are That's true. Most of the comedians in Dallas. Ex. I think most of the comedians <laughs> in Dallas have done some time. Right. So I, we went there to do some ministry, and um, it was quite an experience. You know, I've done. I don't know if you knew this, but I was a mentor in the with the Texas Juvenile Justice Department for a number of years. Um, after COVID, I started to move away from that um, just because COVID hit, we couldn't yeah, visit. Yeah. And so they still are kind of back and forth with who they let into the facilities now. So it's been a little bit of a challenge to get back in there. Um, but that's kind of how it all rolled together. So just mm -hmm. through ministry and things. But it also has given me experience on the speaking side in front of large groups. There was about a hundred or so men mm -hmm. um, when I spoke. So, and these are all like tough prisoners, murderers, and stuff. Yeah, you know? I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. I don't know if anybody's familiar with like the disciplinary level, but they're like level four. Is that the highest level? Or yeah, what? before you go into like solitary or oh, like wow. separation. Yeah. So uh, if they, if you could if you could perform in front of them. I think you'll be able to perform in front of a group awesome. of women. So this tour, uh, this tour that you're doing is uh, sort of the uh, beginning, you think, of like a motivational speaking uh, career? Maybe. I just kind of roll with things. As you know, <laughs> I show up to an open mic and then all of a sudden I'm on a stage a little while later. I don't know. So yeah. I roll with things. Um, just kind of like my business. Mm -hmm. I just one day was like, hey, I'm going to start this business. <laughs> and um, we're rolling with that. Um, I have a nonprofit in the works, mm -hmm. um, which I'm really excited about. Um, hopefully it's going to turn into something where podcasts like this or other people can come into a space that's already set up for them and designed for them um, per their specs. So that way they can kind of have a home, mm -hmm. but that we can rotate it out. So that way other people can use it and maybe not have to incur such a big cost yeah. of equipment and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, yeah, you only need the, the, the equipment for like an hour. You know? Right. And so most people anyway, you know, yes. I have all this equipment and I, you know, uh, I, I, the one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is because my equipment is just sitting around. You know? ah, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to do something. I got to be, you know, encourage some creativity, you know? All right. But uh, I, that's one thing I like about you is that you are uh, very entrepreneurial, uh, you know, and I like that when you have an idea, like uh, we have, all of us do, all of us get these random ideas that pop into our head. and. Uh, uh, it may, many times it's easy to dismiss them. You know, it's like, oh, I don't really want to do that. You know, it'd be cool to do this, but I'm not gonna. But you yeah. do. You follow through. You know, and yeah. I'm one of those type of people too. Uh, when I get some, an idea, I, I pursue it. You yeah. know, and and, uh, and I like that. So you're not scared you're to fall on your face either. Well, I no. mean, there's. <laughs> It doesn't it doesn't stop me from ideas. doing it uh you know I, I mean i am scared but it doesn't stop me from yeah, doing it you know? ideas, like, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i get every time like i'll release this podcast i'll be like do i really want to put that out into the world you know right. I, uh, what are, did i say something in there that i don't want people to say you know hearing like 10 years from now when they're gonna you know, oh, you, know uh, <laughs> uh, you know rewind oh, everything we've ever put yeah i know it's like uh you know who knows 
But uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that all the time. Uh, but I have, I've, star I've started businesses in the past. I've uh, uh, had different levels of success. You know, right. obviously I am where I am for a reason. But uh, yeah, so you have, what's your business? Uh, it's called Transformation Culture. Um, it's kind of morphing, um, but it's basically business and creative consulting services. So yeah. And then just, I'm taking all my corporate experience basically, mm -hmm. and I'm just offering it up to people. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. And what's the nonprofit? The nonprofit um, is still in the works. Um, I'm still getting it, getting it going, but um, it's. Do you have a name, or can we mention the name if you're still thinking of it? Not the nonprofit gotcha, yet, but gotcha. <laughs> um, but it's going to be kind of a co-working space, a creative co-working yep. space geared um, more towards just creatives mm -hmm. instead of um, business folks. Because I've been looking for spaces to do all of you know walk out all of these creative mm -hmm. ideas I have, and I haven't been able to find a space to do it. So I was like, I'm gonna create one. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Well, I look forward to your uh, your nonprofit podcast studio. <laughs> it's a working space. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like a maker's yeah. space. Well, you know, most you're, you're one thing that you're uh, you're in luck because most uh, podcasts or creatives uh, do actually work for no profit. Uh, so it's uh, kind of like comedians. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna make any money off of this thing. You know? <laughs> But uh, so yeah, no, it's a nonprofit service, and so you're obviously going to charge for people, right? Right? I mean, you have to pay your bills, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah, but yeah, you, it's not. It's so it's it's, but it's not for. It's not to make money. It's to keep the equipment up and put it back the in the space. community. Yeah. Give somebody a place. Yeah. Well, and there's plenty of people like um, I've made a lot of really good friends who are willing mm -hmm. to invest certain skills, um, equipment, all sorts of things into something like that, mm -hmm. and to try and help other people. I feel like, especially like, I've met a lot of comedians, I've met a lot of actors, producers, directors, who are all eager to share their knowledge and to help. Um, and so that was surprising, number one to me, but also I appreciate it very much. So I think that um, the people that I have in mind to kind of move forward with this will be, will be a really important part. Yeah, it should be fun. success, yeah. Um, I like to, I mean, collaboration is such a huge part of my walk in general. To have the support of other people like Zach and George and just other people. We had conversations too about structures mm -hmm. of jokes and sets and things. Um, so without that support, I would never be able to do it. And the same thing mm -hmm. with businesses and now going into this nonprofit. So. Yeah. I, I wish you luck with the nonprofit, and uh, maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll be filming my podcast at your nonprofit you and go. doing photo shoots and stuff. You yeah, know, definitely. and uh, you know, you know, then you come to a burlesque show. That's, that's right. The next thing I want to try to do. You got are, are you going to do burlesque? I have been thinking about it. I've always wanted to take lessons, and we, so um, and I, I actually helped do sound for a few mm -hmm. different burlesque shows, and I just. It's so fun and cheeky and just, you know, sexy and like I would, I'll, yeah, yeah, I want to try it. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that before uh, and I think you'd be good, uh, you know, because why not, right? As long well, as you I got the dance. attitude and, and you do, uh, you do dance. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that'd be a good thing for you to pursue. Yeah. Yeah, really when you do it, I'll have to do another podcast. There you uh, go. And we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll record it as, I'll interview you as a burlesque performer. There you uh, go. Nice, yeah. And then I can like dress. Appropriate. <laughs> oh, nice. Or undress. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, is there any place that uh, people can find out about you if they want to follow you or perhaps even attend your gigs? Yeah, yeah. So I use all my personal pages for uh, promotion. Uh, so it's just Sabrina Luna on Facebook. My You're... website and everything in the works. Oh, well, so let's see. What's, the, what's the website going to be? It's going to be for Transformation Culture. Um, so uh, it'll just be transformationculture.net. 
I've been doing so many things for so many other people and, and that's kind of where I, my heart of volunteering and all that kind of stuff comes into play um, because I always have so many projects that I'm trying to help out with um, that sometimes my stuff just falls by the wayside mm -hmm. but it is coming so then it'll be transformationculture.net all right all right thank you so much for hanging out with me thank for you. talking and folks uh thank you for tuning in to on the road with dr brian i've been dr brian thanks bye-bye i'm here i'm there i'm everywhere blues women and blues i'm here i'm there i'm everywhere